You know, sometimes I feel way too fabulous to breathe. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been sitting on that one for a while. (laughs) Time to mark that one off the list. Check. um, Check mark. And a hair flip. (laughs) Exactly. Toss, toss. (laughs) Hi, guys. It's Nikki. And Tyler. And Allie. And Celeste. And this is Paige Turner's and Bunt Mashers. <laughs> now we're back. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we're back for real. Yeah, yeah. for real Okay, guys. So if you obviously heard, there are two more voices <gasps> on with us today. Hi. We have Allie and Celeste from Taboo's podcast here. Thank you so much for having us, you guys. We really appreciate it. We're super excited to be here. Yes. I'm so stoked. I've been hyped for this for, like all week. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> so interestingly enough, I, I wanted to save this for the episode because I told you about me getting off a of shift and I'm like, today's been a weird day and that's how I know today's going to be a very good episode. And <laughs> I spent like all of today, I shit you not, I was reading the next book for December and I'm like, I am almost done with this book. It's been a quiet day. I haven't seen my OIC literally all day. I have never had this happen before. And then very end we get two calls not one but two very weird calls where the first one it resulted in my chief without too many words being said uh having to argue with the kid explaining the city ordinance upon for burning and why you're not supposed to burn mattresses (gasps) or tires oh Oh my god God. and we're just like it's illegal <laughs> dumbass <laughs> and they went around in circles and i kid you not we were sitting in the truck for a solid like 30 minutes or so just oh watching goodness. them go around in circles and i'm like is this gonna end <laughs> some people's kids when you yeah say kid, do you mean do you mean kid kid or are we talking no should have known like, better age he's my age Oh, like he's like our age. And I was like, no, 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 no. You should have known better. And it got so bad that one of my, well, my OIC, he was just like, oh, these stinking millennials. I'm like, I'm sorry, but not all of us are like that. He's just an idiot. (laughs) Excuse me. But then there was the one where I told you two about where I was just going around in circles for a solid hour and a half. And we were trying to figure out where the frick this smoke is coming from. And I, I think I hiked a solid mile today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's enough. Get it, girl. <laughs> I was in full turnout gear too, so with like extra like sixty pounds or so on me. I'm like, I'm so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, that's the fact that you can do that though is so amazing. Like, I'm impressed oh, every time you talk about it. It's so much weight. <laughs> 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 Just like put your kid on your back for maybe a half hour and then just walk and you're like i'm done (laughs) you're heavy (laughs) well not only that but like the adrenaline and just the fact that you have to maneuver buildings and stuff like just all of it like it's 60 pounds on top of like 
this Maybe. crisis moment. Like, that's just, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Agreed. about it anymore. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Before we get started into your book, yes. why don't y'all tell us, tell people about your podcast and where to find you and stuff like Please. that? Ooh, okay. Allie, do you want to start or how would you like to do that? Uh, sure. We have a podcast. It's a thing. We it, talk about... <laughs> hell yeah. We talk about taboo culture and, and drink and drink. Yeah, that pretty nice. much sums it up. Celeste, you can take it from here. Uh, <laughs> I'm in charge of the socials, so you can find us at taboospodcast at gmail dot com. We are Taboos the Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and we are just Taboos on Facebook. We cover all kinds of stuff, everything from pole dancing to politics. Uh, We are currently in the middle of No Fucks Given November, which is our race series. Uh, And we just really get into all kinds of shit that we probably aren't supposed to talk about. And I love every single (laughs) second of it. That's the point. Yes. You have been getting me through work. Like oh every time God. you have an episode, I'm like, this day goes so much like faster and better. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I agree. I I have days where it's like, so between you, the dads, of course, because we can't shout out. We can't not shout out. We the can't dads. not shout out the dads. Hi, dad. Uh, <laughs> every time. Every episode now. And uh, also, there's a new one that I've been listening to called Scare You to Sleep. And, oh my gosh she's so good at what she does she tells you a story it's obviously fictional and then she like it, she brings it into your ears in a very wonderful way that actually makes me feel something and i'm like oh i'm actually scared oh <laughs> that's oh, so great you listen so, like right before you go to sleep you can and I, they have like the she has these things called guided nightmares, which it's kind mm. of like the nope. um, relaxing. <laughs> Tyler's like firm path. <laughs> fuck, he's, fuck that. He's a scaredy cat. Okay, I am. <laughs> I'm also a scaredy cat. Yeah. So she had this one recently that I was listening to their her library one, which I highly recommend. I was like, you need to turn this into a short game. It's that good, but. She's like, okay, let me calm you down and make you think wonderful things, and then let me scare the shit out of you. And that. I'm like, I love this. Oh. I about that. Yeah, I want no part of any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all for it. But yeah, no. you. Sorry. I'm just gonna say that I dreamt about a haunted dresser, and I don't need a repeat of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna and- pass, even though I love scary stories. I like listening to it while I'm at work, so it's like during the daytime. <laughs> well, I give myself enough time to like actually be able to sleep. And the way that you describe it kind of makes it sound like she does some sort of like AMSR with her voice or something. Yeah, so she does. that's probably like that sensation you're talking about. Now I'm like really curious. Except I'm also a giant pussy, and I have no interest <laughs> in doing this. So like I'm very conflicted. Just listen to it during the day. That means nothing to me, Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Same, though. I have to remind myself that this is fictional. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's fake. It's fake. It's fine. (laughs) Speaking of not scary stories, for once now, (laughs) we can probably get into my very cute Thanksgiving-y themed loving story. I'm here for it. I yeah, let's so do ready. it. Okay, so I have listened to this book three times 
because it is just that sweet. And if I'm in a really shitty mood, it gets me through a day. And it's called The Hero Two Doors Down by Sharon Robinson. All right. Shout out, Sharon. Sharon Robinson. Hey, Sharon. (laughs) You're going to love her more at the end of this story. (laughs) Anyway, so prologue. Our main character explains about the hardest day of his life. December 5th, 1959. He was 20 years old and had gotten home from a swim meet, only to be told by his mother that something was wrong with his father. He saw him eerily silent. He ran to get an ambulance, but it was too late. Two days later, they buried his father and practiced Shiva, the Jewish practice of mourning. So they go seven days. So he was laying on his bed when his mother came by with a cardboard box with his name on it. It had an envelope, and his name inside was as well, dated two years before. It was a letter telling him that he is stubborn and preaches when he should be explaining that he's proud of his son. Oh. I know. I was like, I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so it got them to explain that the box contains some of his boyhood treasures that he put aside years ago. The main character. Steve is his name. <laughs> Then Steve's father concludes that he prays he knows how deeply he is loved. Inside, he found his first treasure, a ticket stub for the Brooklyn Dodgers 1948 opener. Ooh. Yeah. So back in 1948, Steve was eight years old and he lived for baseball. Excited for the Dodgers opener and hoping his dad was has opening day tickets for him. So they get to talking about the Dodgers, their training camp in the Dominican Republic, and how they still had their old manager. Um, They also pointed out that they practiced there because it was the only place that would allow for both black and white players to play and live together, since Jackie Robinson had been signed on the year before. So his father was happy they were making progress, but unfortunately, segregation was still happening. Uh, They continued talking about updating each other and, like, Talking more baseball. (laughs) So specifically, oh, Jackie gains some weight. And if he doesn't get into shape, he's going to be fired. Wow. Yeah, they're fucking harsh. It was like, wow, that's okay. It's apparently not just him. If any player gained too much weight, they would be kicked off because it's like you're not going to perform the best if you're out of shape. That totally makes me think of Eddie Lacey a few years ago when Mike McCarthy told him that he was too fat and he got benched. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm not even a Packers fan. So that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember when he gained weight though, we were like, is he okay? (laughs) I yeah, because he went from monster to like just a different kind of monster, like real quick. (laughs) I mean he's still an amazing player, but okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So after they had breakfast, Steve met up with his friend Cena. They were best friends and loved baseball together, but she was a Yankees fan. Despite that, they were great friends. Oh, traitor. (laughs) (laughs) So the kids spoke and walked to school, Stephen updating Cena about something crazy that happened in music class, and Stephen explaining that he can't hang out after school because he got in trouble for forgetting homework. Next day, he got in trouble for playing stickball in the hall. So now he has to worry about the fact that his teacher, Mrs. Maligan. Uh, what a yeah. name. Yeah, that's a name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they just needed to worry about her, like, possibly visiting his home. 
And they were like, oh, God, do teachers do that? (laughs) But they did. (laughs) However, in their panic to stop his teacher and speak to her, they both accidentally pushed her over the ledge of the stairs and into the hedges. Oh, my God. Which resulted in him being suspended for 10 days and strict restrictions at home. I accidentally assaulted you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Watch out for those hedges. (laughs) So... What happened is literally they went to go reach out for her, but they couldn't slow down. So instead they pushed her. And it was one of those like, well, that's a freak accident. Catch, <laughs> this teacher's going to catch these hands. Shit. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this mental image I have in my head of just like this lady with half of her body stuck in these hedges. Like you could see her yes. heels just like kicking in the air. Like, Help me. In, like, a very, like, Home Alone scene. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> every time I listen to this book, same thought every single time. I, I am on that wavelength. <laughs> so, of course, this ruined his possible chance at going to the Dodgers opening day. Disappointed child. <laughs> yeah. Luckily sense. for Stephen, his punishment went by and he was allowed to go back to school and his punishments at home were lifted. So he finally gets to learn about the Dodgers again because his dad was like, you don't get to hear anything about baseball. Oh, no. Oh. Nothing. Nothing during this whole training camp. You don't get to hear a word. And I'm like, ooh, that would suck. <laughs> so uh, he was allowed to go back to school punishes were lifted and he learns about the dodgers learning quickly that the exhibition games are coming up soon so steven called up cena after he had breakfast and she told him that they had new neighbors a black family moving in two doors down from him cena told steven how her mother had said that they shouldn't be because a jewish family should move into this neighborhood oh steven got angry at cena and left her in a rush frustrated because he knew that what she just said was extremely wrong. Go, Steven. He's eight. Yeah. yeah he's, eight. he's like, no. My guy. Yes. <laughs> so that night, Stephen told his dad what Cena had said, and his dad explained that that wasn't okay, and his mother explained that the neighbors brought a petition to make sure that a, and I hate this word, but it's verbatim, Negro family shouldn't work it and move in. Oh. It makes me sick. I hate saying that word. <laughs> Uh, and his mother tore into them about how no Jew should ever sign a petition like that, not after what they went through. And I'm like, damn, go mom. That damn, yeah. go mom. <laughs> so after dinner, they had a conversation about how prejudice is the reason that they should not sign that petition. His dad continued to explain that their family will never discriminate against anybody ever at all due to the fact that those of Jewish faith had also been persecuted. So they will accept anyone as long as they live. And it was a very touching moment, and I almost choked up again. Uh-huh. <laughs> family's awesome. I love yeah, this family. Yeah. This is such a great family. <laughs> Duplicate this family for the rest of our country. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the next day, Cena and Steven got to talk again, and they explained that they all got a nice talking to you about how prejudice is wrong. So he forgave her for the misunderstanding and they had more fun and went home. <laughs> so his dad explained to Stephen that that night the sale of the Negro family went through and the seller explained to Stephen's dad, a player from the Dodgers was going to live in the upper half of the home. It's a two family home. Ooh. Yeah. So Stephen was so excited but his dad couldn't confirm who they actually were, 
but he speculated, as any eight-year-old boy would. <laughs> so excited to be close to living. To this twenty-eight-year-old woman also speculated, <laughs> as if the name isn't fucking apparent. Yeah. <laughs> so by March, the owners moved in, but it wasn't the player's family. His mom suggested bringing a pot roast as a welcome gesture, and Stephen was given the instruction to not ask at all. Who is moving in? <laughs> He's like, you don't say a word. <laughs> yes. So next morning, they brought over the pot roast and introduced themselves. He was introduced to Mrs. Palin. Uh, she was so stinking nice. Um, then she asked if Stephen was a Dodgers fan. And he was like, heck yeah. <laughs> but she promised that she couldn't tell him who it was yet. Uh, so he'll have to wait and see, which only frustrated the kid more. <laughs> Understand. This is cruel. Like this is like being eight and going through this. Yeah, exactly. Like trauma, traumatizing. Tell me, just tell me, please. (laughs) Yep. So later that night, his father came home and proudly announced that it was in fact Jackie Robinson moving in two doors. Nice. And he jumped for joy. He was just so thrilled. That's awesome. I was like, yes. I love everything about that. I do too. This entire story is so fucking wholesome, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I thought my heart was going to explode. (laughs) So he also explained that the family is coming in with his daughter and son driving in, and then they will move in after the 1st of April. So his parents gave Stephen the warning not to pester the Robinsons. They needed their privacy too. Great lesson, just saying. Yes. (laughs) So... After they saw a moving van, his mother suggested that they bring over some cherry blossoms as a welcoming gift. They Aww. had some in their front yard, and I thought Aww. it was wonderful. She's the cutest. I know. I'm like, Let's we... just bring over some cherry blossoms. Yeah. <laughs> Are cherry blossoms like a, a thing? Is this a thing that happens? I, this yes. Is the first I'm hearing of cherry blossoms being a welcoming gift. I, I agree with that, but at the same time, like, what a thoughtful gift. I would, true. Love, I would love that for a welcoming gift. I know. Like, screw your lasagna. Bring me some cherry blossoms. <laughs> screw your lasagna. <laughs> I don't want your pot roast. Just give me some cherry blossoms. <laughs> anyway, they can't. He's. They basically are like, oh, you can't go over until we go together, okay? And she reminded him that Jackie may still be on the road, so he might not be there. So after a while of trying to get even a glimpse of Jackie, Stephen realized that this has been wearing on him. So he's been, he remembered the first time he was able to listen to a game with his dad. And it was such a sweet moment to remember, like literally so fucking wholesome. He was like, I remember the day that I listened to Jackie Robinson being the first black Dodger. And I was like, I'm going to (laughs) cry. And he knew from that moment that Jackie was his hero. Aww. So his mom snapped him out of his daydream and told him, he's like, <laughs> What a get good mom. Yeah. Go get those cherry blossoms. Yeah. And told him when the season or opener would be. And she told him that if he kept up with his work and school and home, that anything is possible. So Ooh. the next morning, Stephen and his mother finally pick some cherry blossoms, <laughs> uh, which are all, all uh, obviously on branches. And waited for a good time to visit the Robinsons. It was like six o'clock in the morning when they did this. It's like, they might still be asleep. Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd been so antsy for a while and they finally walked over to introduce themselves, welcoming them to the neighborhood. So Stephen was extremely excited, but he couldn't get over the fact that 
Jackie's wife was so dang pretty. He was like, she's Ooh. so pretty. Like, oh, so cute. And like in eight year old mind, like, oh, I know. It's like, you know, that's the truth. That's yeah. The yeah. So he noted that Jackie Jr. was clinging to her leg and she introduced herself as Rachel. Stephen blurted out asking if Jackie was home. And she was like, no, but you're welcome to come to a game with us if you'd like. Aww. And Stephen's like, Stephen's mm. mom is like, uh, he and his father are like huge Dodgers fans. And Stephen is a bit too excited to have them as neighbors. And Rachel's like, no, no, no. We understand. Mm. Oh, and then, what good people. I know. <laughs> so they said their goodbyes and left. You know it's fiction. Everybody is far too good-hearted. <laughs> no, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. Okay. So, the next few days, Stephen was doing everything to finally run into Jackie, right? Yeah. Even waking up early to try and get a glimpse of him with, like, absolutely no luck. So, next thing he knew, it was opening day. Yay. His father listened to the opener, then two days later, it was time for the home game. He begged his father to stay home to listen to the game, but his father did one better. He had two tickets to the <gasps> opening game at yes. home. Yes. My whole life has been leading up to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> he even got the news that they're going to go early to watch batting practice. I love oh, all of this. Oh, great. It gets better. So later that day, <laughs> they hopped on a train downtown and made it to the stadium. Stephen practicing what he would say to Jackie if he, like, bumped into him. Um, <sighs> you know, little kid stuff. Before they got in, though, his father told him to wait next to a side gate to the stadium. Mm -hmm. Stephen's like, what's going on? Why are we waiting so long? Then his dad he saw his dad grinning, and he turned to see two men walking towards them. <gasps> it was not only Jackie, but it was also Roy Campanella. Two of his two favorite heroes. Oh, oh that's all. Can you imagine he being that age and having that happen and then just passing out? Ex like, <laughs> he literally, he went, he blanked on everything he was going to say. That's actually part of the book. He, his innocence, like, I actually teared up because it was like, oh, I know that feeling. Select he met his hero in real life. I yes, I've done this. I have done this multiple times. It's really embarrassing. Same. I did it when we went to a recent uh convention or to a convention recent semi recently. Yeah. And I met like a wrestler that I used to watch as a yes. kid. He asked if I could like he's like, You want to hold my like customized belt? And he I froze. I was like, oh, oh my god. Like, I geeked. He froze and I said, Yes, he would. <laughs> and he turned to me and he was like, No, I get it. I was thinking of uh, when we met Watsky and you forgot what you yeah. were going to say to him. <laughs> I did, okay, actually, though, I didn't forget what I was going to say to him. So we did meet Watsky, and that was so magical for me because he's a very important artist to Allie and I both. And we were the last people of the line of the meet and greet for him to meet. We had passes. And he came up to me. Well, he came up to Allie first. And as he was talking to you, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is it. Like, oh, my God. Okay. And then, and then he gets to me and I'm the last person and I instantly start crying like a fucking oh. just maniac. And I, I, I blurted out. I don't even know if he heard me because it was loud and also I was crying. But I was like, I think that your art can change the world. And I just want you Aww. to know that even if you don't change the whole world, you changed my world. And then I just started crying even harder and we hugged. <laughs> And Aww. 
It was it was a moment. Oh. Watsky's awesome. I love he him. He is it's a moment, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> okay, so his dad introduced them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Jackie took the lead and he's like, thank you for the cherry blossom. And Steven's like, Aww. he can only nod. <laughs> he can only nod. And Archie, his dad, he's like, this is the first time that Steven was ever speechless. He could only hand over his ball to watch them sign it. Oh, my Aww. God. <laughs> Jackie's like, you... You want to come over and play with, you know, Jackie Jr.? You know, since you'll be hanging around for a while and, you know, we have home games. And he was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So they started started to head back and Steven asked what he should call Jackie. He's like, call me Jackie. (gasps) Absolutely. That's that's wholesome shit. I know. We're only halfway through this and my heart's already imploding. (laughs) (laughs) So the game began and they do explain in full detail that this game was an amazing experience, even though they didn't win. You know, they were just happy to be there as always. So on their way home, Steven asked how his dad managed to get the meetup, but it was actually their moms. Oh, yes. I'm for the win. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, yeah, mom. So the next day she went over to the Robinsons to thank Rachel for the greeting, but she was like, thank your mom. It was all her idea. <laughs> I just did a little to help. Then he Aww. stuck around to play with Jackie Jr. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know. So then one night Jackie came over to play stoop ball with Steven, which I have no idea what that is, but it is. <laughs> stoop ball? It's like you toss a ball on the stoop and then it comes back to you. Oh, okay, my but brother used to play that all the time. This is like the 60s, right? So It's the 40s. 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 So you know the games were like really advanced back then. Yep. So your brother and you used to play? Yeah, we used to throw a tennis ball up on the roof and it would come rolling down and That's, we'd try. Yeah. It's pretty much that, but a lower grade. <laughs> the level of an eight-year-old. The yeah. origin story. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he started to become more comfortable with Jackie and over time his shyness like diminished. Uh, they would eat dinners together and had grown a really good friendship together. Then one day Jackie brought up fan mail, which... Sarah, Stephen's mom, suggested that she could answer for him. He agreed, and it was just another connection that they had. Nice. I know. So a couple months went by, and Jackie remembered that Stephen's birthday was coming up. He asked about his grades, and in turn, Stephen asked if he ever got into trouble when he was young. And Jackie's like, yeah, I, uh, I did. <laughs> but I had a pastor who was a huge influence, and unfortunately he passed, which is why he didn't do so well at the beginning of the season. Um... Stephen got a lesson in self-control, and then he got a gift from Jackie. His practice glove. <gasps> Yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would probably faint, not going to lie. <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen was excited, learning that this glove was from his training season and his previous season. Um, So Rachel and Jackie started to talk about news, um, speaking about segregation and Jackie's handling it. Stephen chimed in that he understands about segregation because his father was open and honest about it. And they finished dinner. Nice. (laughs) It's a very nice conversation that they had at the dinner table. I liked it. So the next day, Stephen got into his first fist fight. Oh, wow. That escalated quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Did he punch a racist? Because I'm here for that. Exactly. So what had happened 
was during a game of baseball, he happened to get stung by a bee, Ooh. causing to hit him to drop the ball. Kids, being kids, came after him, insulting not only him, but Jackie, causing Stephen <sighs> to lose his temper. Ooh. Yeah. So Stephen went home shortly after, and he sat on the stoop, and when Jackie came by, he's like, hey, Stephen, come on over. And he told Stephen, he's like, can you show me where this happened? So he did. And uh, Jackie's like, I know you got into a fight. You know, like, I know what's happening. And I know that I have to handle verbal attacks differently, especially since he knew his attackers were looking for a fight. So Jackie also apologized for the mitt situation since it was far too big for Steven. Uh, it was meant to be kept safe and not really played with, you know? So then Jackie suggested that they walk to the school together, only having to stop every now and then for an autograph. <laughs> of course, the kids, who were mean, gawked, then swarmed. <laughs> Jackie pulled him close and they were like, this is the moment that Steven realized that they were actually friends. It was, oh. oh. He handled their stuff. <laughs> he handled the children with finesse and even played some softball with them for a little while. Then he suggested to bring the class to the game right after his birthday. Oh. The whole, his whole class. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Steven was like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie even explained that he could sit with the class or Rachel, his call. Oh. Yeah. So, the day of the game, they headed over to the stadium together in a cab, which was expensive as shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the game came and went, Stephen being able to meet the rest of the team before it began, and they were thrilled to see that the Dodgers had won. Yay! Oh, yay! <laughs> so, Stephen had an amazing birthday week, especially since earlier that week, he got another model airplane that he was so happy to get, one that he and his dad could work on together. Apparently, it was his dad's tradition with his father, and then he passed it down. Aww. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> this is so sweet. This is like a Hallmark <laughs> book. It really is. Literally. <laughs> it's going to be on Lifetime. So... It is. <laughs> it, hold on. It, it always gets better, and I keep saying that, but I mean it. <laughs> I don't so, know how much more better I can handle, Nikki. There's already rainbows and unicorns coming out of this story. Yo. I don't know. Really <laughs> out of so, it, so. I know. So after the game, sorry. <laughs> after the game, uh, they ended up working on this plane together. And again, he was excited to share with his son baseball and model airplanes just like he did with his dad. Hmm. You know, wholesome bonding as fuck bond yeah. experience. Um, then one day he found his father working on it alone. He looked like he had been crying and he told Stephen that Babe Ruth had passed away from cancer. Mm. Um, his body would be in front of Yankee Stadium for people to pay their respects and he intended to go the next day. So Stephen and his dad then finished the plane and that Sunday they took the plane to the field where others were showing off their model airplanes. So time went by, and Steve and his father kept building planes and keeping up with the Dodgers. Next thing we know, the Dodgers missed their chance at the playoffs, and the next school year begins with Cena and Steven starting out as fourth graders. So one day, they ran into Jackie on their way home. Jackie finally got to meet Cena, and she asked if he was okay with having been in third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> no fucks given. Rude. <laughs> so she's like, well, what now? And he's like, well, we're going to be staying in New York for a while. And he and a friend are going to go barnstorming, which is when they go um, touring and basically raising money on the off season. Also announcing that they intended to stay in New York for good. But they were looking for a house and possibly out of the neighborhood. So the next day, Stephen took out his frustration by punching another kid. Oh, oh Jesus. He was super upset about Jackie's news, you know? So mm-hmm. his father had to pick him up and he's like, what's going on? Then after he learned that since the Robinsons were moving, he was worried about never being able to see them again. Um, however, his dad's like, it's not going to end the friendship just because they won't be close. Just settle down in school and it'll be okay, you know? More time passes, and Jackie finally came back from barnstorming. Um, Steven was so stinking excited that he asked him to toss a football before he realized Jackie had been spending time in the minor league football with the Honolulu Bears. (laughs) He was tossed a football, and he caught it, getting hit in the chest so hard he got knocked over. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry, it's just... He's like, it only stung. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, you had That's... a minor league player throw a ball at you. Okay. <laughs> it's so, fine. It just stung. Yeah, it's fine. That's it's the spirit kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, December came rolling around, and with that came snowstorms and Hanukkah. Apparently, there was a huge war in Israel happening during this year, and his mother sat him down and asked if he would be willing, instead of gifts on the first day of Hanukkah, if he was willing to do a good deed by donating money to the children in both countries affected by the war through UNICEF. So he thought about it and he took his list and crossed out the most expensive gift, agreeing to this. Oh. He's a good kid. Yeah, <laughs> such a good baby. And he's like, he knew that kids shouldn't be afraid of bombs. Yes. It's not okay. And I'm like, it's an easy concept, guys. Yeah, literally. <laughs> So his mother also asked if he could write a letter, which he did. It was short and sweet. Um, Later that day, after school had let out, Cena and Steven went sledding, which I really miss doing because it's a fucking fun. And then after a short snowball fight and gaining enough numbness in their fingers to last a while, they went home. Uh, Steven running into Jackie on the way. So he learned that he's never really had a true winter, being from California and all. Oh, yeah. Um... Jackie then extended an invitation to come over that upcoming Thursday to decorate for the holiday. Of course, Thursday came quickly, and he went over bringing a model plane with them, and apparently Rachel was once a riveter for the war. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's really cool. Jackie's wife was a riveter. That's (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I know. So then he joined Jackie both the jackies in the living room where he was surprised to see a tree which he's never seen inside before mm. oh well, because he's jewish yeah. he's jewish he's that never makes... celebrated christmas he doesn't know so together they decorated the tree with lights and drank hot cocoa after rachel had some crafts for them and they finished up with baubles it was exciting and he explained he's like i've never seen a tree like this before he's just happy to have helped out with this one you know Mm-hmm. So the next day, Cena and Steven sledded again, and when he got home, his parents were anxiously waiting for him. And when he got inside, his father 
angrily asked if he asked Jackie for a Christmas tree. He said no, but then he spotted it. <gasps> uh -oh. A brand new Christmas oh, tree no. sitting in the house. <laughs> oh, oh, uh -oh. <laughs> oh he, That's awesome. His father was so angry. He's like, what happened? So he's like, well, I helped them decorate a tree. And Jackie asked if we had ours up. And we were like, no. <laughs> his father's like. So, oh, Jackie's so wholesome. And he's like, hold on. His father's like, did you happen to also tell them you're Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> no. It didn't even cr like cross his mind that it was a Christmas Eve. And it was a huge misunderstanding. Oh, what a sweet misunderstanding, though. Like. <laughs> Just what pure innocence. Yeah, what eight-year-old is going to be like, but don't get me one. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me yeah. one. I know. Yeah. So his mother called Rachel and explained that it was a huge misunderstanding. And then Stephen asked if he could keep it regardless, even understanding that it means different religions. Um, but he asked if, regardless of that, they could keep it because it's a gift and it was given in kindness. Smart kid. Super smart. <laughs> So before they knew it, Jackie came over with his family and some ornaments for the tree. Oh, Jackie quickly got out that he knew he didn't have a tree. And he's like, you know, I thought we could get you one. And his mother's like, thank you for the gesture. But we're Jewish and we don't celebrate Christmas. And Steve has only had limited experience with Christmas as a whole. Awkward silence kind of falls over. <laughs> and then they start laughing. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You can't even be mad at that point. Like, that's an honest mistake. Yes. So after they calmed down, Archie extended an invitation to Jackie and his family to join them for the first day of Hanukkah. They will also keep the tree as a symbol of good faith, which is really sweet. Yeah. So Hanukkah came and they gathered around the table for a short prayer, asking Jackie to light the first candle. <gasps> then the ceremony began with the help of Stephen Jackie lit the candle. Then, after they ate and had a good time, Jackie and Stephen talked about how the next year would be the best yet for the Dodgers and how Stephen would always be welcome in his home. Aww. Epilogue. So, Stephen had pulled out the train set that Jackie gave him that year, remembering that his father and Jackie both had a special prayer for peace, equality, and justice. Aww. It was Stephen's favorite holiday. Two months later, he got a package from the children in the war thanking him. After the new year, the Robins moved to Queens, and though it was hard, their friendship reigned. On Stephen's 16th birthday, he got a ball signed by the 1959 World Series champion Dodgers. And Jackie eventually retired after the 56th season and moved to Connecticut, where they lived with their children, Jackie, Sharon, and David where Stephen still visited them often. Aww. And as promised, they stayed friends for life. Aww. So Stephen then reached in a box and found a photo of the day he met Jackie and a Brooklyn Dodgers cap. He found the mint he was given at eight, and he found the angel from the Christmas tree that he was given. <laughs> then he left his room and joined his mother, asking if she told Jackie yet, but Stephen was given the opportunity to do so. So the next day, he met up with Jackie, telling him the news, and Jackie confirmed that his father was proud of him, for sure. Also, that since he was going to medical school, he, he's going to have it fully paid for, no matter what. That's what Jackie promised him, and I'm like, oh my what? god. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So Stephen asked if he missed baseball, and he's like, not at all. He's good. 
for now doing the civil rights movement and taking care of it. Hell yeah. Then Jackie pointed out Hanukkah and Christmas were a day apart this year, inviting him and his mother to Christmas. And Jackie then hugged him, reminding him that his father loved him so much, then he left. Afterward. This is told from the author telling us that Stephen actually did live two doors down and they did truly stay friends for life with the Robinsons. Oh, so this is a true story? Yep. Uh, Including their mothers. (laughs) Their mothers stayed friends for life. That's awesome. And she also decided to share the story with us because in the time of unrest and a story of love and friendship was definitely needed and i'm crying (laughs) (laughs) so this was the the only differences that she changed was she's like i made minor changes like i wasn't in the story but Mm -hmm. i wanted to show like my father's and and uh steven's relationship he was a real boy this actually happened and there were like minor things that she changed that's awesome oh i love this story (laughs) no wasn't that beautiful there is actually (laughs) unicorns and rainbows like because of the story that's why i wanted to save this one for thanksgiving though i know it has a christmas ending and hanukkah ending Mm -hmm. i just i wanted to share it because it's like i needed that warm fuzzy feeling yeah and i loved how much she was like willing to share with us and give us a glimpse into his life and i'm like this is a perfect book it's yeah. a 10 out of 10 for me because every time i listen to it i'm still feeling all the same warm fuzzies and all the same moments and i'm so happy <laughs> i think it's just because it's like genuinely good oh i'm sorry Allie. Yeah. No, you're totally fine. I just said I think it's a book that you need. Oh, well, I mean, not if I'm going to cry because (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time for that shit. But I think that this is just, it's just such a genuine demonstration of like human goodness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. beauty and selflessness and friendship like as a whole, which is, I couldn't agree more. Nikki is so important, not only in the spirit of this time of year but also in 2020 as a whole because i think that there's a good chunk of people who kind of forgot that that's a thing yeah yep absolutely 100 percent agree and that's exactly why i wanted to share it on thanksgiving excellent choice round of applause <laughs> to nikki yay yay me i just sound like london tipton from yay me sweet life <laughs> Okay, did you guys want to start the food battle royale? <laughs> sure. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Where do you want to start? <laughs> All right, hang on one second. I need to get a drink of water. I'm dying. Yay, dehydration. Oh, the crankling. No, God, why? <laughs> Don't look at me while you're swallowing <laughs> your drink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at me while you're don't look at me. <laughs> uh. That's going in the books. Anyway. I say we cut that part out, but put it on the Patreon. <laughs> no, everyone no. gets to hear it. Okay. Nikki's in a giving mood. I yeah. am in a giving mood. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me while you're swallowing. What is it? Oh. <laughs> Some people like that. <laughs> I love how we go from a wholesome moment to this. <laughs> well, 
Welcome to Taboo's <laughs> special guest edition. <laughs> We're fun. <laughs> the conversation's going to turn to discussions about unhealthy expectations for pizza delivery guys. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> oh, wow. She's like... <laughs> In the whole bed where he did that at show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. It is an unhealthy expectation for pizza guys. It was a delivery girl for a while. You know how much that sucked. Oh, I can't also, imagine. It was really awkward when you showed up with extra sausage. I wasn't a pizza delivery <laughs> okay. person. I was a wing delivery girl. You know went, how much worse yeah. that is. I tried. I failed. It's okay. Did you have my extra sauces? No, you didn't ask for any. <laughs> I once walked into a situation because, you know, uh, I have time. I walked into a situation where the guy, a guy and a girl were obviously drunk and he had obviously put in an order while he was drunk. And then they were like starting to, they were starting to fuck. And (laughs) I got there while they were like on the couch. Oh, (laughs) And his, like, door was wide open. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I had to ring the doorbell and be like, I'm going to look me? away real quick. I'm just going to leave these right here. <laughs> I don't, he gets up and his, like, shirt is open and he's, like, swaggering over. And this girl's, like, hanging over the side of the couch. And I'm like, should I go? <laughs> hey, what's up? What are you doing here? <laughs> he was like, oh, thank you for the food. He bought, like, excuse me. Wow, weird hiccup. Um, <laughs> He bought one of our biggest like buckets of wings and i'm like you're going to eat this and most of it was spicy and like heavily garlic and i'm like you're going to eat this after you're drunk and try and get busy are you kidding me (laughs) i'm really disturbed by this whole scenario like i agree (laughs) (laughs) just I have to go. The food by itself is disturbing, but then also adding the fact that, like, they were mid-relationship moment. Like, no. It gets better and worse. He asked me to come in and stand at the doorway. Oh. And I stood there for a solid minute. And then I went, I have to go. (laughs) Bye-bye now. <laughs> he, he had to sign the, you know, we have the receipts that you have to sign, and I was just like, "Okay, bye, <laughs> never again, never again." And I was like, "Guys, can you never send me to that place alone ever again, please? <laughs> I never know what I'm gonna get." That's crazy. Anyway, Allie, you good? Yep, I'm good. Okay, start us off. So I'm. So I'm here to take us on the nice, warm, fuzzy feelings to um, possibly get into an argument. Hopefully. I love this. I'm here for this, too. I'm flexible. So, I know you're flexy as hell. Flexy as hell. Typically, Thanksgiving is viewed as what for main courses of food? Full time. Throw out some answers. Oh, okay. Uh, it's usually turkey. Yep. Usually mashed potatoes, yep. stuffing. Gravy has to be with the mashed potatoes, depending on your family situation. Wow, now you're getting specific. 
I am getting specific. I feel like <laughs> corn is a very traditional Corn's. Thanksgiving thing. Cranberry sauce. Oh, yes. the sauce. Yeah. The sauce, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler and I just had a moment. Like, we where, had a moment. Where are this you? Is this is normal for me. Haven't you learned? <laughs> so, from what I could find, turkey might not even have been on the menu at quote unquote the first Thanksgiving. What? Yes. Oh. It was more so venison, uh various wild that makes sense. wild wow. Various wildfowl, um different types of fish. Mm-hmm. Potatoes weren't even there. They weren't able to uh harvest them because that was time. Irish. They didn't have any spuds. Exactly. <laughs> 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 they weren't boiling, mashing them, or sticking them in a stew. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Love that reference. There, there was no gravy. Sorry, Nikki. That's fine. <laughs> there were no mills to produce flour. So, I mean, no carbs no for any of us. So, really, was it just like a protein? And protein, pro- protein and green <laughs> table. Like, is that what we're talking about here? Basically, from from what I could find, pretty much. So, everything that we eat now, pretty much wasn't there, except maybe corn. Yeah, huh. corn's okay. pretty common for us because that was that was a North American thing altogether. Yes. So us Mexicans brought that shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yeah, You're thanks welcome. for sharing. You're so thanks for killing my family. No, no. Whoa! <laughs> oh shit! We're supposed to argue fight about food. I'm so kidding. Holy I'm so shit! Kidding. Nikki, I'm so on team. Fuck Christopher Columbus, but like that was intense. We are. All <laughs> I'm also Spanish. Wow. I am. I am also Spanish. So it doesn't help. <laughs> that- that was amazing on every single level. I was not ready for that. <laughs> so here's my uh, thing. Speaking of taboos. <laughs> exactly. I am not a huge fan of the typical holiday like feast menu that occurs. Honestly, I'm rammed the fuck out by the time Christmas hits. And I just get so tired of it. So That's fair. Why... Why is this menu the thing? Why can't it be other menu choices? Like, Nikki, you had mentioned in the group chat the other day, tamales. Please. Yeah, Yeah, I want want tamales. Tamales, tacos, and pozole are, like, usually the three things that we always have. But here's the thing. My grandfather loved turkey. So even if we had tamales, pozole, and tacos, it was usually turkey tacos because he was eating (laughs) turkey tacos. You can't have a meal at my family's house without having tortillas. It's just... That is true. It's not right. That is a true... And it, it has to be one of two ways. It has to be either specifically El Milagro, or a Totonilco. These are the two specific brands that come from Chicago that we like live on that are corn tortillas that are fantastic. Or my grandmother makes them from scratch. And then frisbees them onto my plate. Frisbees them onto <laughs> my plate. She is a skilled tortilla slinger. Okay. It is amazing to see her work. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Exactly. Tortilla slinger? Yes. <laughs> I can imagine you turning a corner and just like throwing yeah. a tortilla. <laughs> just like 
smacking someone across the face with it just (laughs) but yeah I'm so used to I always thought it was weird because we didn't really start doing a turkey like a full turkey until recently and by recently I mean like five or six years ago when my grandfather was around but I agree I really liked looking forward to like my Thanksgiving tamales because they were so good and I can't I cannot describe how good my grandma's pork tamales are. Yeah. My family never uh, does, to, or they tradition, they don't normally do turkey, uh, turkey nope. for Thanksgiving. They're just like, we're going to have prime rib. Yep. Ooh, that's not a oh bad choice, God. though. Right? It's just, everybody's like, what did you have for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, prime rib. And they're like, what? Why? What? <laughs> not not ham? And I'm like, no, prime rib all the yeah, way. And I want to come to I got your family's holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have a tamale making situation because my family sometimes does that now and we'll get together and it's usually all the all the women so you're by all means welcome and we literally sit down and my sister-in-law makes the masa and we soak the corn husks and my dad makes the filling and we just start making tamales and then while they're steaming we just sit around and wait and when they're done, they're done. <laughs> I love awesome. this plan. I want to be part of this. You have not seen <laughs> me try to fold like even a burrito. So my tamale folding process would look fucking atrocious. But I often hey. eat every single one that I fold. <laughs> <laughs> if my, what, she was three at the time starting to do this. Yes. If my three-year-old at the time niece can do it, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> we just got to teach you how. <laughs> Yo, I got I one of her time. tamales though. With just a plop of masa right in the middle. Just that's all it was. She put a shit ton of masa in the middle and one piece of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was hers until I got to work the next day. Oh, no. And I heated it up. And I'm like, why? Where's the chicken? There's like nothing in here. And I find the one piece. And I'm like, this was fibs. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't stop laughing. Anyway, what do you guys typically have for Thanksgiving? Like, I I remember Celeste bringing up fruit salad, which is something like I don't even. It's not that I don't like it; it just doesn't happen typically. Okay, so this might be something that's very specific to my family and our house because even as I was thinking about what you might process me saying as fruit salad, is likely not what it is like to us. That's fair. Um, so. My mom has been making this literally my whole life, and she only makes it at Thanksgiving. And I don't know why, probably because we would just eat it all the time. But um, it is bananas, apples, and grapes, and then Cool Whip. And that's it. That's all it is. And it's so amazing. And it's it's like a dessert, but we put it on the table because we don't eat sweet potatoes. So I think Mm. this is kind of like our substitute for sweet potatoes in that sense. Um, so yeah, the fruit salad is like near and dear to my heart, but also my mom and I both loathe turkey. Like we don't, that's fair. we don't eat turkey. We don't like it. Um, so we typically, any sense, um, like not just roasted, but like any kind of turkey just don't like it. No, I think it's the bird itself. Like okay. I could have like lunch meat turkey and I, we both really like smoked turkey but I think it's, like, the bird itself. But listen, you guys, my dad's pride and joy and purpose in life is Thanksgiving dinner, 
okay? <laughs> like, every year this is what my dad lives for. And my dad is a very, very good cook. So we let him do all the things and make the bird. And it's it's the whole experience. But also my mom and I are like, we should do steaks today. <laughs> nice. um, so we I often have some tenderloin. And that's really tenderloin and fruit salad. That's our thing. I mean... That fruit salad actually sounds really fucking good, and I understand it why is. you would wait all year for it. Honestly, I forgot one thing that we've been making for, like, it only happens for special occasions. Our, we call it chicken crack pasta salad. Oh! Oh, yeah. oh my god. It's, it's literally the easiest thing to put together, and I don't know where my grandma got this recipe from, but she made it, and then... Two of my aunts started to make it, and then I started to make it, and my mom starts to make it, and we all look forward to this every year to the point we make a bowl so big that sometimes that's all we're eating, <laughs> and yep. it gets so bad because it's like as much as I love my mother's stuffing, which again, I've told you before, is like a meal on its own, yep. I will continuously eat that pasta salad because it's the one thing I don't have to heat up, and I'm just like, just eat all of it. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds a lot like my crack dip, which Allie is very familiar with. And Allie, is it not crack dip? Yes, it's crack dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's addictive. It is. So, it's Allie, so tell us what your family thing is for Thanksgiving, because I'm not even sure I know this. Okay, first, I just have to note that I was laughing my ass off over here when you were talking about how you hate turkey as the bird itself. You keep saying as the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I just I you had a vendetta okay. against turkeys. Okay. For okay. turkeys. <laughs> so I here's here's really the thing. Okay, a few years ago, I have a daughter. Her name is Tiny. For anybody who hasn't heard us on our uh, on our podcast, Taboos, I have a daughter. Her name is Tiny. Okay, I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> she really is. Um, she was maybe three or four. And we were driving home at the time I lived with my parents for safety reasons. And uh, my parents live in quite literally the middle of fucking nowhere. And we're driving down the road and we're slowing down to come to the stop sign that leads toward my parents' house. And this turkey flies up into her window because we were, we were in, we weren't in the ditch, but we were coming closer to the shoulder and turkeys they cannot fly, but they think that they can and they try. And when a turkey jumps up, they can actually get, they can get up pretty high. And I was in a little car. So this turkey just fucking face plants into my window. Oh my God. And she's face to face with this turkey. Okay. And she <laughs> starts, I can still hear it. You guys, blood curdling screaming. Ooh. Like she's petrified. And I'm like, what is wrong? And she's sobbing and she goes, that turkey just hit our car. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's okay. He's okay. And she's like, he's dead. And I was like, no, <laughs> he's not. He's okay. And she was like, why did he hit our car, mama? And I was like, he was just trying to cross the road. And then she starts crying even harder. And she was like, why wasn't his mama holding his hand? Oh, and I was no. like, I don't know. And then literally like two weeks later, it was Thanksgiving. And then having to explain to her that the turkey that was on the table was not the same turkey that we hit with our car <laughs> was a whole moment. So now I do have a slight vendetta against a turkeys. slight dislike for turkeys. That was a turkeys hellish Thanksgiving. 
So I knew that story and I was just imagining in my head every time you drive by turkeys, you shake your fist at them. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn turkey. (laughs) Yes. I mean, she's still afraid of turkeys. I'm not going to lie. Like when we see them on the road, she gets really apprehensive and I'm just like, it's okay. (laughs) My brother had such a different experience with turkeys. Uh, Like in that sense, he was going hunting with our step grandfather on my dad's side and Papa Johnny? Yeah, Papa Johnny. Okay. That's what we called him. He laughed like a hyena and then spit his tobacco into a <laughs> bottle. He would <laughs> They're like from that. West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so Papa Johnny, they're going driving to wherever he used to hunt. And like a flock of turkeys glided over the, the car and my brother was like, whoa <laughs> That's just all he remembers with turkeys. It's just them gliding. So we also watched an entire Thanksgiving special called When Turkeys Attack. Yeah. And it was the funniest fucking thing. Because it's just like, they have like razor sharp beaks and very sharp claws. The funniest shit. And they're like, just walk away, dude. Yeah. (laughs) The funniest (laughs) shit. They were talking about this reporter and it was like, and then he made a fatal mistake. And then in the next scene, it's just like Turkey Survivor and it's him. And I'm like, that's not a fatal mistake. He's alive. I don't think you understand what that word means. <laughs> it was the funniest thing to listen to. It's like dying. I highly recommend that documentary or whatever it was. Yeah, for, when turkeys attack. Yeah, for anybody. Oh, God, it was so bad. That's so we funny. Did, we did have one situation actually this is a fire related situation so we were on our drive and it was a bird related thing too so we were driving to an incident it was just like a lift assist so no like biggie i think i told the story but i can't remember where but we just had like a lift assist no biggie right and it's just like go there help pick up the guy and go on your merry way so as we're driving like we're kind of complaining because the sun's like right in our eyes and we're like what's going on it's super sunny today then we were driving like on a country road which you guys know how that works and this hawk flies down catches its dinner and instead of going the other direction it flies into the grill of our m <gasps> oh no and we were like oh oh that's your day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it, i felt really bad because i really want to laugh because i panic laugh and <laughs> it also didn't help that it was like a cartoon where there was just feathers and I'm like, oh, no. That's oh, so no. terrible. I know. And it gets worse. So he, he goes, oh, no, I can't tell my daughters that this happened. And I'm like, why? And he goes, ever since they were little girls, we had a hawk signify their great grandfather. Oh, no. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no, we hit Gump Gump. <laughs> and then it got it was okay it was a weird situation because you know that truck is big and it, it's it's like an f-350 like big truck so this bird magically we see like one wing come up and then we see the other wing come up and then it flies over top of us and we're like holy shit it lived oh that's okay that <laughs> makes God. that story a little bit better but it was still like all of that leading up to it, I'm like, oh, why did we hit the bird of all things to happen? You see this majestic creature just catch the prey like midair like, and then hit your truck. 
so graceful. So graceful. (laughs) We were both silent for, I think, a solid 30 seconds because we were just like, oh no. I can't breathe. Okay. So yeah, going on with uh, you, Ellie. Yeah, (laughs) what you choose? Well, okay, Nikki, I'm starting a fight with you very shortly here. So buckle in. Let's go. But I'm gloves on. The one, uh, the one side dish that I look forward to the most at Thanksgiving isn't like a traditional one. My aunt makes cheesy potatoes, and they oh fuck yes. Yeah, I love, and- I love those cheesy potatoes. Oh my god, they make they make my mouth orgasm. Definitely, they're so yeah. fucking good. I could eat the I whole thing by potatoes. myself. Yeah, I like cheese and potatoes in any way, shape, and form. Okay, I just exactly. I love them. But I'm here to battle you over raisins, bean, and stuffing. Or oh yeah, fuck, or fuck all that. Like I. Didn't know that that was my favorite part of that chat the other day, too. When Tyler's like, There's raisins, yeah, I'm just fucking scarf it down. Not gonna lie, I'm like, This is so good, it's really good. (laughs) And the thing is, the reason there is raisins in there, and I know that was a very weird way to say that, there's not like a ridiculous amount of raisins, there's not even a cup. And this is for like three pounds of stuffing in there, goes like maybe a handful because my mom kind of tend like has a tendency to over salt and then over season and it's just that little sweetness that you don't even recognize as a freaking raisin because it's not even like the black ones it's golden raisins so they blend in with the bread so well that you can't tell and if it was the normal black raisins i'd be like okay this is a step too far but i don't hate raisins so in texture I can understand, because we had a long discussion about this, I can understand that you hate raisins for their texture, but in that setting, they're just like normal grapes. Like, they don't taste like raisins. Raisins are the reasons I have trust issues, so. I love that that we had a long discussion about raisins. I know! (laughs) And this is the second time we've done it. Yes, and I had to explain myself, though, but it's like, we put craisins in there, and you can see the craisins so well that you don't, like, think that there's any in there. And he, again, he's been eating it for three years. He had no idea until this year that yeah, I put those when in she, there. Y'all were just like, why are you, I read it, and I was just like, raisins is fucking, what? <laughs> see? Fucking raisins in there? See, but now you know, and you won't try it, or you try to pick them out, but the thing is, it needs it. That's... This is the problem. I've tried to make it without it, and I'm like, no, it's missing something. And I'm like, did I not put something in here? And my mom's like, did you put raisins? No. Okay. And I can't even substitute sugar. Like, it's just not the same. If it's I weird. ever try it, I will pull that boiled move. Well, I I will take like a little little tiny forkful <laughs> and like the tiniest piece <laughs> and try it first before actually taking a legitimate bite of it to try it. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But yeah. my mom made this recipe up. Like she just, I don't know how she did it. She was one day we were watching the Thanksgiving parade and she was on the floor and cutting cubes of bread. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like making stuffing. I'm like, we've never had stuffing. What are you doing? <laughs> and she took the time to season the bread, toast it herself, cut it all up herself and, and do whatever the fuck she did to it the first time that i've learned how to do and i'm like you're magical 
where did you pull this out of? This is literally never me ever. Nope. <laughs> this is my nope. Life. He he can tell you. I'm, I I made what molasses cookies recently. Yeah. They looked yeah, really okay. good though. I was really I, jealous of the molasses mm. cookies. The thing is, when she's just like, whenever she makes anything. But like this specifically, she's just like, you saw how I made it. And I was just like, you dumped shit in there, didn't matter. <laughs> and you're just like, it's this amount. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what that is. Same. I, know. I can't it's, help it. She's just like, that. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's immediately gone. As well, someone who, like, Thanksgiving is such a big thing for me because actually going on your witches episode, shout out to that one. I'm like, I identify as a kitchen witch because... I don't think about it. I just do it. It's intuitive. And that's how I show my love. That's how I show my affection. That's how I like just do things. So I, it comes so naturally to me that I think that anybody could do it. And I'm like, why aren't you catching on? And I keep forgetting that people don't have that quickness to them or that, that intuitiveness all the time. And it, I, I feel bad because I'm like, here, let me show you how to do this. She has tried to out. show me how to make her uh, like fried chicken about five times. And I'm just like, you're going to make these. <laughs> That's all it is. This is like, the deal now. Yeah. You know what goes in it. I don't know how much because last time I tried <laughs> it, they sucked. They were terrible. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you guys, this I want to hear that. You know, bullshit. I don't. <laughs> if this is any indicator of my kitchen skills, our hound is now traumatized by any time I turn on the oven because he thinks the smoke will oh, no. go off. <laughs> oh, Hank. Or not Hank. Hank. Yeah, Hank. Hank. Yep, it's Hank. Yep. Hanky oh, Hank. I have no idea. We just didn't clean our... I don't know what happened. Something was on the bottom of the oven. It clearly could happen. caused something and smoke alarm went off and now Hank freaks out anytime the oven is turned on so I'm excellent in the kitchen highly recommend okay, but over you are the- actually really good at some dishes though like your Alfredo is like so fucking good I made one of those Thanks. recently you're welcome I also know that you put like 8,000 pounds of shit in it like cheese and all like every every type <laughs> of so cheese there better. is and I, I just really appreciate when you make Alfredo because it's so delicious. I don't even know the last time I made it, so. I probably the last time that I was there and had Alfredo. Probably <laughs> three sense. years ago. It was pretty <laughs> <new>. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. Anyway, so I'm happy that I now know what the fuck you meant by the fruit salad. Because I was like, what is so special about a random ass fruit salad? Nope. <laughs> It's rude as shit. Yeah, Hold on. Okay, to be fair, I am to be fair. I am a major lover of fruit. I just love fruit, okay? Same. I I will eat an entire honeydew in one sitting and nobody will know why. I just I love it. But I was so confused because I never figured it as a like main Thanksgiving dinner yeah i feel like it's typically not but i mean it like that is our shit if it's not on the table at thanksgiving like i will leave like i'm not i'm not here for this shit i'm here for the fruit salad okay (laughs) for your mom's pistachio marshmallow fluff oh yeah pistachio fluff yeah it's so good yeah it's fire i it's green and it's fluffy and you just try it and it's like 
this is what happiness tastes like. Yes, it's like, just so good. That's what it is. And I am very critical of a lot of things, and he knows it. And I'm, I feel what? bad sometimes. <laughs> or I'm just like, this has too much salt, or this doesn't have enough salt. I mean, like, <laughs> never cooking around Nikki ever, 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 ever. Nope. The good news is I'm not mean about it. <laughs> I'll be like. Oh, you could do this and see if that works next time. Like, you know. She's so mean about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that pistachio fluff. Yeah, I, that pistachio fluff is the one thing I have not said anything. But can I have a bunch of it? Too? Yeah, that is true. That did happen. She she consistently anytime she makes it, like his mom makes it, she packs a large container just for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she does. And then I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> like the same night i'm the same person yeah she with rice just Krispies. like comes over from the fridge and just what'd you eat i ate the i ate the pistachio fluff. I, I ate the fluff it's all mine now <laughs> it's all gone you can't have it you can't have any of it any of the dessert no uh, that yes all of it <laughs> i'm so picky with these <laughs> but also not picky enough <laughs> uh Tyler. Yes. Anything that you look forward to in Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving. Um, well, with my family, it's definitely the prime rib or and the mashed potatoes, just because that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, with your family, especially your mom, it's her rice. Oh, yes. Like she makes this arroz, arroz con gandules. Arroz con gandules. And just I'm specifically requesting that she make it for our wedding. Yes. Because like. It's like, one crock I... pot for me, the uh, another crock pot for everybody else. Yes, that's exactly what he requested. <laughs> and my mom's going to hold him to that. Yes, because that's how, and she makes it for Thanksgiving. And I'm just like, half of the plate is just like, you know, the turkey and whatever else that they have there, the stuffing, all that. The other half, literally half, is the rice. Every single year. <laughs> Every time they look at me, well, her mom looks at me and she's just like, Got some of the rice, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he's crazy about my mom's rice. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's the one thing that I haven't quite mastered from my mom. And it's not because I don't try. It's because I really don't want to go out of my way to get most of the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I don't want to try. <laughs> I'm lazy <laughs> when it comes to some stuff. I'll spend half an hour making a uh, a molasses cookie batch in front of my entire company meeting, <laughs> like by hand. Oh man! Oh, that was a loud smack. That yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> Is there anything else that you typically do, Allie? I know you hunt. Do you bring any of that into your Thanksgiving? Nope, not really. Really? Nope. Okay. I know some people who like do venison for dinner for sure, and I know I know one family who's doing duck, and oh. I I'm not opposed to duck. I actually rather like duck, but it's a pain in the ass. I would totally eat I, all of that, but none none of our family really eats any of that. Plus, honestly, I don't cook any of Thanksgiving dinner. The only thing I make for Thanksgiving is better than sex cake or stuffed mushrooms. So, ooh, I love your better than Both sex cake. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Both good calls. 
Yeah, see, I'm I'm just like I love cooking and I love cooking for people and I love doing things. And what last year I took so much time learning how to brine a turkey. Yes. To make it perfect because I was so sick and tired of I love my mom. I <laughs> her dry ass turkey breast. <laughs> and I told them, don't you fucking dare buy a goddamn turkey. I'm making it. She did say this. I and they it. went ahead and fucking bought a turkey breast. Oh, those bastards. And they made it. And then when my dad, he carved up my turkey, which I was like, yeah, just go for it, whatever. He mixed it in with the uh, their pieces. So I grabbed some and I'm like, okay, I really hope this turned out well. And I took a bite of theirs and I was like, why is it so dry? I took the time. I'm I, I like, I did everything right. What happened? And then I go back for seconds and it, like, of course I threw that piece away because I was like, it's leather. I'm not going to eat it. And I found a piece of mine and I was like, oh, I grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> because my parents are weird. They yeah. they have a tendency to just like, okay, don't do it. And then they do it anyway. And I'm like, okay, well. Good talk. Fuck me then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck me then, I guess. Yeah, they have a tendency to go way overboard. And I guess it's just because we have such a big family and we're so used to cooking for like 15 people in a house. And that year we had like 15 people in a house. But I was like, no, I have like a 15 pound turkey for all of us. And I'm pretty sure we don't need another four pound turkey breast along with ham. Yeah. (laughs) It was too much. It was far too much. Yeah. And then he threw away the turkey because it was sitting out for too long. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, his words. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I've never wanted to strangle someone over a turkey. It <laughs> <laughs> was the moment. It all changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's she origin. snapped. <laughs> Got her origin story. I'm going to end up on snapped over a fucking Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> that is like the worst origin story ever. <laughs> My dad threw away my turkey. Now I kill people. <laughs> I don't know. That's in content, like contention with the uh, Debbie from Adam's Family Values. <laughs> I got Malibu Barbie. Oh yeah. Instead of Oof. ballerina Barbie. Barbie. Oh yeah. And then she burned the house down with her parents inside. I'm like, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> Did you have anything else for Thanksgiving? I don't. Allie, did you even share with us what you, the things for Thanksgiving? Yeah. We kind of just went straight into raisins. I'm yes. so glad that you listened to me when I talk about mashed potatoes. Or no, I talk about cheesy potatoes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she did mention cheesy potatoes. Wow. And we were like, we love cheese and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. We're Here I was like being helpful and looking out for you and you're still just an asshole. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was trying to be helpful. I won't do that anymore. This is, this is really just our friendship and why we have a podcast together. Oh my god. Uh Celeste, do you okay, you mentioned at one point that you have Italian in your family. Do you guys do anything specifically Thanksgiving wise for that? I'm curious. Um, no. So uh the part of my family that is Italian, I actually don't speak to anymore. Um, but when I was a kid, I don't really think we did anything specific. 
maybe when we were when I was really really little um I was the last I was one of two great grandchildren that my grandpa my great grandfather had met uh and he was straight from Sicily uh oh shit yeah all right um and I don't he died when I was like three so again I'm not really sure if there was some sort of Italian family tradition that we incorporated when he was around, but by the time that, like, I can remember Thanksgiving with that side of my family, we didn't really do anything that I can think of. You know, other than my aunt used to make homemade noodles, and I kind of wonder if that was from from him. I love homemade pasta. Yeah, I think noodles. that might have been... But I think that was I think that was like his imprint was was her homemade noodles. Now that I think about it, I kind of love that though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only thing that I even know about him too, besides that he was from Sicily and he was like a millionaire for the time that he was in that era that he was alive. He worked for the mafia and he ran some apartment complexes in Cicero, which is like outside of Chicago, and it's like really shady. Um, no, I'm dead serious. And, uh, so uh, again, I said that I had my other cousin or my cousin who was his other great grandchild that he knew and she was blonde hair, blue eyes. She still is. And I'm brown hair, brown eyes. And he used to love me and I was his favorite because he said that I looked like home and she did not. (laughs) And that's like, that's all I have of him is those like four facts. I mean, that's, okay, it's crazy because my Mexican side of the family lives, like, somewhere in Cicero. They do. Oh, cool. Outside of Chicago. Like, they're just near there, and um, they used to live, we just sold the house, and I'm still sad about it, but that house that I told the haunted story from was in Little Village in Chicago. (gasps) Oh my god, that's so cool. It, it's weird because my grandfather helped build that community from the ground up. I would be so and curious if our great-grandfathers or grandfathers knew each other. It's possible. It's very weird. Oh my god, that's so cool. Like, my grandfather had been doing karate since, like, the 50s, and it's crazy. Yeah, and... Uh- you know, going to tie in my family because I feel left out. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but my, I think it was my great grandfather. He passed away quite a few years ago. It was either great or great, great. I can't remember, but he actually like had ties to the mafia. Like he was friends with people who were in the mafia, specifically the Chicago mafia. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Family's just like yeah, just, hey. we're being mafia. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Yep. No cool mafia story, guys. I'm not the out. My bad. Well, Allie clearly can't come to our parties. <laughs> well, she has ties to us, so That's we true. throw She's parties good. in a speakeasy. It's fine. That's true. I love That's this so stuff. <laughs> I actually love that. That thing. is really crazy, though, and definitely like I wouldn't be surprised if. They had because, I mean, a small community, but not a small community. And just yes. especially in that neighborhood, like. They're so tight knit. Yeah. So crazy how tight knit they were. Definitely. Because my, well, we were driving around for my grandfather's funeral. My dad was pointing out all these places and 
he was like, yeah, your grandfather helped build that one. And he started doing this and he helped this, this person and he helped that person start their business. And I'm like, what did he not do? <laughs> and he was like, drugs. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that we know of. He, he smoked cigarettes. That's it. Good man. That's all I know. That's He's like, I refused. But it's so crazy to know how tight-knit those communities were way back when and now we're just like strangers walking in you know yeah Ugh. anyway <laughs> is it time for a break is it time for a break is everybody done or does, is there more thanksgiving-y things or mafia things apparently <laughs> that people want to share <laughs> i'm good with whatever time out break time <laughs> Oh, we're back. Okay, cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun stuff. So many of, fun stuff. It's so many fun things. We learned a lot about each other. Yes. <laughs> we went way off topic. Yeah, I don't think we talked much about Thanksgiving, <laughs> but I think that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really have much for gaming news except for today. I really decided to start using hockey chirps as insult in Call of Duty. Yes. Nine. So people, I just, I play a lot of Call of Duty and people are dicks on there. So I decided to insult them in ways that they didn't fucking understand. <laughs> I just said, I called the guy a grocery stick. I was just like, you're a grocery stick, bud. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And I I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because I also play a lot of NHL and that's in there. So... I looked it up and it's a legit chirp that people say and the grocery stick, the divider when you're getting groceries is to separate the two like lines of groceries. Mm -hmm. If you call somebody that in hockey, you're saying that all they do is sit on the bench and divide the offense and the defense. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're, oh. You're, just the, you're just the grocery stick, bud. It's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> so I kept calling people random shit like that. You said, what What else do you say? He's 10-ply? Yeah, uh, this guy was calling me soft, and I went, you're so fucking soft, you're 10-ply, bud. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that you do it with the letter to yep. the accent. Yeah. Too. Um, anytime I'm, like, either playing or talking about hockey, I get that accent. I'm yep. here for it. Yeah, it's just... Every time. Because I... My accent is really weird because I kind of talk like this normally. But if I'm either talking about something that has to do with Southern, I get a Southern accent. West Virginia. West Virginia. And then, like, <laughs> as soon as we watch hockey, I'm just like, oh, watch out there, bud. Like, it's, uh, there's, <laughs> it ranges. And you I have, hate like, it. accent bipolar disorder. Literally. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't say a hockey. specific. Yeah. Hockey turns to hacky, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the name Kyle correctly. <laughs> was I that can't. Carl or Kyle? Which I one? Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's because we're I watch all Kyle's. right. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. It's Kyle because the NASCAR driver Kyle Bush. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, oh, there he fucking goes. Look at him, Kyle Bush. You do the same thing with Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Tyler has things. <laughs> yeah, I have accents. It's fine. Can't breathe. Tyler, <laughs> so, do you remember that one day in chat when you were talking about how um, hockey is pronounced in Canada and then how we pronounce it here in Wisconsin? And I was like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. 
<laughs> yes. I brought it up to my well, husband I, I, who used to play, and he was like, whatever they say in Canada is wrong. I was like, I don't think <laughs> That would be Nick's position. They created the goddamn sport. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure on that. Uh, I think the birthplace of hockey is considered Escanaba. Oh, I could shit. be wrong. Okay. Please don't quote me on any of this. Quoted. She didn't research for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I'm not talking about hockey. So <laughs> uh, and I guess I'll get into the game I played this week. Yes. I, mm, it's a game. <laughs> so it is called The Hunter Call of the Wild. Oh, it's a hunting game. Yeah, it's a hunting game. So the release date of this game, February 16th, 2017. So fairly recent. Yeah. Doesn't look it, but it's fairly recent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why do I enter, uh, Why do I imagine like big buck hunter graphics? That's what there I go. A, a little upgraded from that. Okay. Slightly better. Like when you everything's close up, it's like, oh, that's great. But in the distance, the trees are like flat. So uh, okay. yeah, it's like, oh, it's, wow. <laughs> so the genre is simulation because it's a simulation hunting game the developer is expansive worlds i think they only make the the hunter games so and the publisher is expansive worlds and avalanche studios Ooh. yeah they're the publishers <laughs> so the systems so far from what i can get are uh, microsoft windows ps4 and xbox one Mm-hmm. So, and I think they're coming to the next gen of consoles, but I am unsure with that right now. Is it going to be that much different? Like, really? No. Will yeah, the trees get dimension? Maybe. <laughs> they fucking better. You know, it'd be great if they got a dimension, but they had like a Bethesda situation where you could walk through the tree and look up and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game, a uh, uh, child company of Bethesda, who knew? But. <laughs> So the uh, description for this game does come from the actual website for this company and this game series specifically, and that will be included in the show notes as per usual. Mm-hmm. So the hunter call of the wild offers the most immersive hunting experience ever created. Step into a beautiful open world teeming with life from majestic deer and awe-inspiring bison down to the countless birds, critters, and insects of the wilderness. Mm-hmm. not gonna lie big claims yeah not gonna lie when i was playing the game didn't see a single insect so <laughs> <laughs> the trees were flat bitches <laughs> yeah so uh, you could hear like the insects and shit but you couldn't see them <laughs> it's all more falling leaves than insects so leave a review based on that i didn't see any fucking insects <laughs> that didn't see fucking insects one star shit. no fucking insects <laughs> Yes. I'd love to see that. <laughs> so, before I really get into this game, uh, I do want to say the reason I chose this game is because, based on like where I grew up and where we grew up, this time of year was specifically spent hunting for a lot of people, mm-hmm. mostly for deer and turkey. So, I felt like it was an appropriate choice for our Thanksgiving episode. It also started I love that. yesterday. Yeah. True. Buck hunting season started yesterday. That it did, buck hunting. I hate that I know that, but I only know it because I like people who give me free deer meat. So. Yo. <laughs> Venison is delicious. It is. It is delicious. I'm also going to preface to say I have never been hunting. I've been offered. 
I didn't like I didn't say no or yes. I just kind of laughed at the guy because he was one of my best friend's dads at the time. He was just like, I got some extra orange. And I was just like, huh. And he's like, you think I'm joking? I'm like, I'm laughing because I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how to use the gun. And it's, uh, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, something that they kind of tried to do with this game is they had, like, different missions and stories uh, for each reserve that you go to. How? I'm sorry. Yeah, Keep so <laughs> one you go to and it's just like the the water got contaminated. So if you could like put filters and stuff in the water so we can monitor it, we can get people c- to come back here. And I'm just like, I'm going to shoot something like <laughs> I'm here to kill shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to follow these missions. As soon as you spawn in, the guy's going to talk to you and you can just be like, man, my rifle <laughs> and just go off wherever you want. Like you don't have to follow this shit. So, um, they do help with giving you, like, experience, which helps you level up. Mm-hmm. And they also, like, lead you to important parts of the map, so they're good in that way. But I just said, meh, and just, <laughs> yeah. For that filter thing, he's just like, put some, like, a oh, filter monitor in the water. And I was just like, there's a bison. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it. And I shot it, and it ran away, and I was just like, it's not gonna die. <laughs> And so I like started tracking it and it it just left. And I was like, fucking where'd it go? <laughs> How did I lose that big thing? How is it immersive if it disappeared? <laughs> yeah. And then a bear ran past me, which scared the fuck out of me. I have a recording of it on my Xbox. I will share it once this episode goes live. Yes, please. Because I'm just walking and I'm like, I knew the bear was near me because I heard it going like. Rawr. And <laughs> the actual and, noise bears make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bear. <laughs> and uh, like, I was just like, I'm going to crouch, stay quiet, you know, do, 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 walk away. And then I'm like, I'm surveying the land for this bison. All of a sudden just woof, bear right past me. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going to go back this way. Oh, <laughs> it was like so close to me. As someone who has been that close to a bear in real life, I can attest to that adrenaline, so. Okay, cool. I can also, I also have a bear experience. It was not good. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude. I need to know. Yeah. Well, Allie Allie should tell hers first. Yes, please do. We were up hunting. Well, we were hunting up north and I had my camera. And I was not paying attention because I was looking at everything I could take a picture of while I was walking behind my husband, Nick. And Nick jokes with me and he will say stupid shit to just joke with me and whatever. I can attest to this. This is real. He does it to everyone. (laughs) Yep. All right. And all of a sudden he goes, bear. And I was like, haha, yep, whatever. And fucking dicking around, not looking. He goes, nope, bear. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I finally looked and he has his shotgun pulled up and aimed and there's a bear straight ahead of us probably 30 feet oh (laughs) yeah and my dumb ass being a photographer was like fuck yes but also for a picture of the bear and the bear but uh it was awesome i wanted to go after it he suggested we did (laughs) so yeah it's probably a good idea i love not a terrible idea no but it was cool. I thought it was awesome. Hell yeah. I think you're awesome. 
It's mutual love always. <laughs> always. It's true. Always. Uh, so my bear thing, um, I was nine, maybe ten, um, and my parents got divorced when I was six. And my dad, my biological father, is he's just really a fuck up. Just really a fuck up. And uh, he took me bear baiting with him and my grandpa. And we were somewhere in Minnesota. Don't even know. We just weren't in Wisconsin. That is what I do know. And um, I don't know where they got these ginormous sacks of bear bait. Like, But we had... A huge ass bag of like stale, moldy, nasty peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We had peach nice. rings. We had molasses cookies. And I remember these bags so specifically, I think because I pretty much lived in the peach bag ring. Um, bag, excuse me, the peach ring bag. Um, but anyway, so I fell asleep in the back of the truck. And my grandpa had a truck with like, it was a a real truck, but then it has like the cap on it so that the bed is enclosed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And these fucking numb nuts left me in the truck by myself with all four doors open. And they also left the, the cap open. So I wake up from this nap and I'm obviously hot as fuck because the, all the heat is like trapped in this truck and there's not really a breeze. And I hear this like, noise and I'm like what the fuck is that and I look behind me and there's a baby bear in the bed of the truck and I'm 10 and I'm like oh my god there's a bear and I'm like so excited and I want to snuggle it and whatever well uh it did not last very long because as everyone should know when there's a baby bear there is a very very fucking close mama bear Mm -hmm. and she saw her baby in this truck and started freaking out and she came up to the truck and put her paws on the truck on the passenger side. And mm-hmm. I ran out of the driver's side like as fast as I could. And let me tell you, I'm not a runner. If I'm running, you should also be running. And this was this moment. So I fucking booked it through the woods. I'm just running and screaming at the top of my lungs, which was probably not a good idea. But I'm just booking it and uh my dad out of nowhere like clotheslined me and is like I told you to stay in the truck and I was like you fucking idiot you left me in the truck with the bait and a bear came to the truck and he was like oh don't tell your mom and I was like okay you're right yeah I'm not gonna tell her good job (laughs) that was my bear story right on oh my god it was traumatizing as fuck. Yeah, oh, I can shit. imagine. Fuck. Yeah, she's less afraid of bears than she is of rabbits. I am more afraid of rabbits, it's true. Still don't get that, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll learn later. Yes. Okay. All right. One so, trauma at a time. Yeah, one trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on, uh, the main part of this game, including the DLCs for the game, there are a total of eight hunting reserves to go to and hunt at Mm -hmm. unfortunately the dlcs are paid so you have to spend actual money to go to a new place from like what i remember and what i think it said online is there's like two in the base game then you have to buy the rest oh that's bullshit 
Yeah. That's such bullshit. Yeah, but then I was playing multiplayer with Harley, which I've mentioned him a lot. I was playing just with him. And, like, I could choose so many more. So I don't know if it was, like, a... I don't... I really didn't see how that worked. Yeah, I was just like, what's, what's going on? But... Yeah, it's kind of it's it's bullshit to have to, you know, I could understand it's like, oh, there's these two extra like we'll put six and then there's two and not the other way around. You know? Yeah, and usually yeah. in multiplayer mode, there's less maps than there are more maps. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird. It's like they encourage you to have friends. Yeah. <laughs> Have friends. Hunting Hunt. is a multi-person yeah. sport. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's so weird. Typically, a hunting game you'd be doing alone, and they're like, absolutely not. Bring a buddy on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Make this a deer camp moment. Yeah. I, oh, I, later on, I will tell a story about me and Harley playing this game. It's yes, fucking hilarious. <laughs> but before I do that, I'm going to tell you about the reserves. So I'm just going to give you guys the name of the reserves and uh, where they're located and the unique animals to that reserve. So some reserves share similar animals and like others have just their unique ones. Okay. Best way to explain. Like there's a certain type of deer in this one, but that deer isn't in like three of them. So, okay. yeah, I'll just uh, you'll get it as I go further. So I'm going to butcher this one. The first of these reserves is the Hirschenfelden, Hirschfelden Hunting Reserve. Bravo. Hirschfelden. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's located in, yeah, in the heart of Europe. That's its description. <laughs> Hirschenfelden. Hirschfelden. I could have never guessed Europe on that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the, oh, you're going to love the animals for this one. So the animals here are the Canadian goose. Strangely Deuces. enough, I don't know why they're only specific here, considering <laughs> there's a place where you go to Canada. But, uh, yeah, the Canadian goose, the European bison, the fallow deer, and the European rabbit. There's European bison? Apparently. I checked out at rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see many. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't get they're it. They're in Europe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's the difference. Accents, like. Wait, yeah. <laughs> in this whole zone, there's only four animals? Well, there's. I think there's a total of nine, and only four of them are unique. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, that's a really small amount of animals. I'd be pretty pissed off at this game already. Yeah. And they said they show insects. What? Yes, <laughs> exactly. They're liars. So these first two are the... Uh, non-paid ones so the ones that come with the base game so next up is Leighton lake reserve which is located in the pacific northwest where yeah very specific on these ones uh <laughs> the unique animals here are mallards coyotes or coyotes however you prefer to pronounce it uh jackrabbits white-tailed deer black-tailed deer and roosevelt elk or yeah elk Sounds fancy. Yeah, it's I. I yeah. Wait, elk. do you hear elk bugles then through the game? Yeah. Okay, elk bugles are one of my favorite sounds ever because I'm a nerd like that. I also was like just walking and all of a sudden just a herd of elk was like up on top of the ridge and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna shoot them. They're cool. <laughs> beautiful as 
fuck? Yeah, they're super. I'm actually kind of mad of all the hunting poses with these ones. Yeah. But they're like, they're so pretty. They really are. So, uh, another one I am going to butcher for the reserve is the Medved Tega National Park. That's Medved Tega. Medved Tega. Yeah. National Park, which is located in Siberia. Okay. Somewhere yeah. I've always wanted to go hunting. Yeah, right? Obviously. Let's freeze to death. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the unique animals here include muscadier, Eurasian lynx, yeah, oh. reindeer, and brown bears. Okay, so two Hunt things. Reindeer? I need. I, yeah. We need to just talk about this for one second. The yes. first thought being... I definitely heard you say mousketools. What was the <laughs> word that you actually said? Musk deer? Okay. Yep. Not the same. Yep. And then my other thought is who wants to fucking hunt reindeer? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And then I remembered that there are some locations that these things are considered invasive or overpopulated apparently siberia is one of those yeah, places so like we hunt <laughs> deer because we need to control the population because otherwise it gets too crazy i wonder if that's the same for them clearly and- these people hate christmas i was gonna say Demi <laughs> didn't get his presents from santa <laughs> and now he poaches reindeer a reindeer <laughs> Cousin shot Rudolph. I'm sorry. Grandma got run over and then they waged war. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so bad. Wait, we burn grandma tomorrow. We go to war. <laughs> Sleep well. Oh, God. Get the dish stands ready. We will wait. <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> moving on uh don't know how it can get better than that but moving on is the verhanga savannah there you go yeah <laughs> located in the southern african woodlands oh yeah did they have wild ass i don't know did you that's just say wild species. ass yes that's an actual species of donkey it's called the wild ass that was my nickname in high school <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a strip club somewhere. Wild ass. <laughs> Welcome. And the only thing they sell there is wild turkey whiskey. That's it. There's nothing Ooh, else. Yeah. That's my husband's favorite whiskey. I don't even understand you guys. <laughs> Not that great. <laughs> I'm not so the unique animals to hunt here are the scrub hare, the side-striped... It's a jackal! (laughs) (laughs) It's a jackal! The side-striped jackal. um, Springbok. I love that name. It's a springbok. Okay. Yeah. The lesser kudu, warthog, gem or gem. I don't know how that one's pronounced. I'm going to assume it's the gemsbok. Okay. The blue wildebeest... Cape Buffalo and Lion. This is my favorite zone because of the names. Yes. They're all great. Uh, Side note, this is the only reserve with fully unique animals to hunt. There's no, like, shared animals here with other places. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, so... Oh, you're gonna... Oh, Nikki, you're gonna love this next one. And my... God. Destroying the name. Oh, no. 
Here we go. <laughs> Next is Parque Fernando Hunting Parque. Reserve. Yeah. Parque Fernando. Yeah. Hunting <laughs> Reserve, which is located somewhere in South America. They didn't specify. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small. They're just like, just guess. Yeah, it's there somewhere. It's on the globe. You can't <laughs> miss it. Probably yeah. the map. <laughs> Just go to South America. You'll find it. You'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> so the animals here are the cinnamon teal, which is a bird. Had to look that up. Okay. A black buck, axis deer, and puma. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Pumas are actually quite puma problematic. Yeah. I love pumas. Aren't kind of like a... more lions the same thing or no? Yes, kind of. Just depends on region from what I... Yes, yeah. it's just the name, literally. It's like a tropical storm and hurricane, hurricane like typhoon and hurricane. And they're on my socks. Yeah, they do. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's... I mean, okay, so fun fact, and also not so fun fact. Um, jaguars are actually quite a big issue in the regions that they reside oh because they give zero fucks about people that's fair and they will hunt people i like jaguars and they're just like yeah you can't leave your children out and they'll take them where's jimmy the jaguar got him i tried i like i looked away for a minute and he was gone yeah literally yeah and i'm just like Wait, I didn't realize this. Is that why they're like endangered? And it's like, yes, because people keep having to kill them for taking their children. And I'm like, what the hell is oh happening? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, save the jaguars. Never mind. <laughs> JK, save our children. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next place is the Yukon Valley, which is located in the Yukon Valley, of course, which is in Canada. For those who didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, there you go. So the animals here are harlequin ducks. What the fuck is that? They've <laughs> just got a like specific coloring pattern on them. Okay. A gray wolf, caribou, and the mighty grizzly. I thought you were going to say- We're back to fucking grizzly. bears. Yeah, literally. You want to know something weird? I've eaten bear before. Oh, I've oh, eaten no. bear before too. It's really good, actually. I'm it's my weirdly list. good. It's, I had bear jerky, though, and it was very strange that I had this because it was like one of my coworkers' husbands uh, hunted bear. And she was like, do you want to try some bear jerky? I'm like, heck yeah, I want to cross that animal off my list of weird things I've eaten. <laughs> and I did, and it was so good. <laughs> like, what did you do to this? It's magical. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, think that it would be like really gamey, but it's really not. It's very flavorful. Funky. It's really good. Yeah. Nice. They're related to, like, in a really weird way, they're related to pigs. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Shit. I didn't know that. And then my dad was like, yeah, I'd imagine it tastes good. It's related to pig. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, the female bear is called a sow. And I was like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> Chickens were once a dinosaur. So that I don't, I believe everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next reserve is the Cuatro Colinas Game Reserve. Okay. Located in Spain. Okay. I love that Nikki gets so annoyed when you try to say shit in Spanish. <laughs> the animals here are the <laughs> European hare, which is different from the European rabbit, apparently. It is. The Iberian mouflon, which is a ram type thing. Mouflon. Mouflon, yeah. Uh, an Iberian wolf. A Ronda Ibex, 
Don't know. Ronda Ibej. Sure. <laughs> Southeastern Spanish Ibej. Do you want to pronounce that one? Visiete Ibej. And the... Gredos Ibej. Thank you. Lots of those ones. <laughs> Lots of those ones. Yeah. It's just you because know what of those are? Not a fucking clue. <laughs> I think a type of like deer. I have to look up just Ibek. Hold on. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right. The last reserve is the Silver Ridge Peak, uh, Silver Ridge Peaks Reserve, which is in the Southern Rocky Mountains. They're goats. They're oh goats. Oh my god! I nice. was actually thinking they were goats. Wow, weird. They're, I mean, Fuck we yeah. are very famous for our birria, so. It's pork and goat. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. In the uh, Silver Ridge, the unique animals to hunt here are turkeys, pronghorn, uh, bighorn sheep, mountain goats, mountain lions, which are fucking pumas, but whatever, and the Rocky Mountain elk. There's a Rocky Mountain elk? Yes. I don't know enough about animals. I need to watch more animals. Is planet. the Rocky Mountains in Colorado? Am I right on that one? No. Yeah, okay. No? no? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking okay. of the other coast. Smoky Mountains? I was thinking of Appalachian for some reason. Yeah. Appalachian. Yep. His his dad actually shut me down so hard. He, he goes, did you say Appalachian? It's Appalachian. It's Appalachian. Oh. And I was like, okay, yeah. I had no idea. My dad's from there, so he can... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's law. I've yeah. never had an entire family of people stare at me the way they did. <laughs> I was I was smiling so happily because I've seen him do this to my brother's friends, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I saw the twinkle in his eye, and I was like, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so We're just northerners. <laughs> northern, yeah. So, um, besides the unique ones, I didn't write down all the common ones because you will, of course, experience them. Is a lot of deer and boar and uh of course different types of ducks i think so oh and moose there's a lot of moose moose makes sense yeah just in different reserves so you will also find those besides these unique ones okay so interesting thing that i learned and i'm shocked at how violent moose are yeah oh yeah because i've seen a moose in person i just yeah, I that was the most fucking Canadian. Did you hear Uber. what he said? I've seen a moose in person, <laughs> bud. Oh yeah, there, bud. I saw a baby. I saw a baby moose. Oh, he went charging at someone. It was crazy. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> he fucked an ostrich. What? <laughs> Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Squirrely Dan is one of my favorite characters. I'm not oh. gonna lie. I you know what's him. been so funny? Okay, sorry for the side note, but I had a side note for Moose, and now I have a side note for Squirrely Dan. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's funny because how many people were like, oh, we're going to use him for like whatever political things, and then he's commented like, you realize I am the most left person for your stupid ass shit. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love you. I love you so much. All right. Yeah, <laughs> fucking he is a wonderful actor. He's a treasure. True. For sure. So to continue, uh, as I mentioned before, there are skills and perk, um, the skills and perks that you can unlock that make it easier to track 
animals, such as giving a more precise direction to where they are running with tracks. Uh, and it's easier to hold the gun still when you're zooming down it and like moving slightly uh, and like things to make you less detectable by animals. Essentially, as you gain these skills and perks, it's imitating you becoming a more skilled hunter, like things that you're learning or you would be learning if you're actually hunting in person. So pretty cool, in my opinion. Aim! <laughs> yeah, so it's it's imitating that by gaining actual experience in game and putting it to your character. Okay. Do you like yeah. balls and stuff? Yes, and I will get to those. Oh, look at me go. They're, oh, it's they're so good. Uh, so the type, there are, uh, three types of weapons in this game, uh, all used for different types of animals, of course. So the first being rifles, which lets you take out animals from a long distance. And I, I don't fucking hunt, so I don't know what you hunt rifles with. In that game, for me, it's everything. That's, you just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's the it's the rabbit bang it's a bison rifle hell yeah so <laughs> Tyler doesn't know things I don't know things so uh, next up is shotguns uh, which is obviously used for closer range and they have buckshot I know buckshot <laughs> he's doing like this head thing yeah <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you can tell I'm I'm such a hunter guys um and finally there are handguns which. I assume you use these for smaller animals, but I have no clues because I have never used these. Like, I imagine it's. Like... I just pull it out and I'm like, I got a revolver, and then I put my, I bring my rifle back out, and I'm like, yep, this is it. Okay, I'd <laughs> yeah, imagine. Weird. I'd imagine it's for like a final shot, like if they're down. Oh yeah, but you yeah. need to bang. Like finish them off. I hate to say it like that, but like it is humanely, what it is. yeah. The faster, the better. Yeah. I'm sorry, it sucks, but like, I fully believe in if you're going to kill an animal, at least use it. Yes. Use in its entire thing and then like thank it for killing it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, just man. take care of that shit. So many people don't look at it that way though, which is just like really annoying. It is. I'm sorry, but I apologize to any vegan or vegetarian who choose that lifestyle because they have like a less cruelty to animals. But I fully believe then that if you are going to use an animal, it's not as a murderous act. It's as a I need sustenance. You give me sustenance. I am sorry that I have to do this to you, but thank you for giving me your life. Like, I agree. it's a completely different perspective, yes. like perspective, and I understand it, but it's like, I need it to eat, and <laughs> I very much like to go the more humane route, knowing that this animal had a really great life, and then gave its life for me. You do it for people you love, if anything was in danger, like... Except for eating them. I wouldn't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, like, you give up your life for people that you love. Yeah. It's like thank you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but thank you All okay right. that's my tangent we are not trophy hunters in our household we are sustenance hunters so we'll nice. never be trophy hunters i appreciate I like that. that i like that a lot so uh to kind of get that segue to like calls and stuff like that in this game there are calls and decoys and stuff like that that you can uh Either you start out, depending on which area you're in, and buy certain ones. So there's, of course, your deer calls 
and uh, there's the one like where you s- squeeze a little bag and it goes like Meh. i don't know like what that's used for but it it made a really cute sound and i was just like i'm attracting whatever is like the male version of this thing and he's gonna be real disappointed when he sees me like <laughs> so that's generally how it is yeah <laughs> so you can use all of the different calls for all of the different animals. The one that I actually ended up buying in game was the turkey call, like the mouth one where you stick it in your mouth, you put your thumb up to your like corner of your lip. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to imitate yep. the sound. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I fucking did it after I said I wouldn't. <laughs> that was actually legit. But, Thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm and really good at mocking animals. I'm just try not to do it too often. And I also bought a uh, a turkey like decoy, decoy where it was a male turkey like strutting. And yeah. I just plopped him in the middle of the field, and I was like, "I'm gonna wait." <laughs> I convinced him to buy the strutting turkey. Yeah, she's like, "Ooh," I was like, "Oh, the female one would be good," and she's just like, "Buy the buy the strutting, buy the strut." And I was like, "Okay," and she's <laughs> puffed up. He's ready to go. He's my beefy boy. <laughs> Best part, you can bring them to, you can bring these decoys to like different reserves that don't have turkeys and just place it. She's <laughs> like, yep, this belongs here now. <laughs> Look so, at all the turkeys that it gives zero fucks about. One. <laughs> yeah, this is my boy. Sir Beefington. What? Because he's puffed Sir up, ready to go. Beefington. Yeah, he's got the ironic name. He's my favorite. Don't mess with him. He's very self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this game, of course, you're going to need to track animals as you're either going to hunt them or after you've shot them. So there are need spots that you can find throughout the game, which are drinking, eating, resting, all those different areas. You can find them by bedding that's been pushed down, uh, Somehow you can see that the water was disturbed recently. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, they drink here. It's like, okay, it's water, I would assume so. <laughs> and it tells you, like, time frames that they'll probably be there, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, that is interesting, actually. Yeah. And then there's also tracks, which you can, uh, they'll show you the direction of them. <laughs> so, and then it'll give you, like, a blue cone and it'll be like, they went that way. And then you like keep going and just keep tracking it. They went that way. They went that way. Um, and also with that, there is scat. So yeah, you just see it. And when you examine it, it's just like you it's either shit. It's either just now, <laughs> recently, uh, old or very old. So you can tell how recently a, a animal that just shat, <laughs> like how long ago it was, and. Should make me laugh. The funniest thing is when you shoot them, shit right where you shot them. It's just, and it goes just now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I shot it and it shit itself. That's awesome. That's Terrible. Awesome. Yeah, because it's funny to me. Because <laughs> it's a game, so like, <laughs> just like bang. <laughs> so, I I'm probably terrible for thinking that, but it's just like it's a poop joke. Yeah, it's just bang. Oh, okay, I'm going to run up to, like, examine the blood, see if I hit a vital organ, because there's also blood that you can examine, and it's just, like, no vital organs, slow blood loss, you know, all that stuff, or, like, you definitely hit a vital vital organ, but then, like, a few steps after that is just a pile of shit, and it's just, like, 
Nice. <laughs> and then if you if you don't like kill it very soon and you're like running after it and you see more of the scat has they've you know done that and you can see if you're still like close or if it's just getting the fuck out of there because i was trailing one for a while and it was just like recently recently old and i was like the fuck <laughs> very old and i was like it's gone he's gone following your poop trails yeah they're yeah, I was following the... follow a poop trail as opposed to a blood trail yeah i mean that's... i mean there's like footprints or hooves prints i guess shit blood shit hoof prints blood and it's just like just the line of it and it's like oh okay here we go you went that way yeah <laughs> but the funniest thing about the scat is when you like click on it it doesn't tell you where they ran obviously because you wouldn't be able to figure that out yeah but if you're following the like hoof prints you're like that way <laughs> follow the shitty brick road yeah exactly so uh with hunting there are, you know, you have to earn and spend money with that because that's how the main part of this game works. So you gain money by killing animals, by hunting them and collecting their the tro quote unquote trophy. You like I've never seen the like, oh yeah, this is the trophy, you know. It's just you collect it and it tells you the statistics of like, oh, where you shot it, how long it like if it ran, how long it went, you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff how accurate your shot was and like how far away you were and yeah you get money and then you can spend it on better rifles and scopes or better guns and uh that for that matter you can buy outposts or build like tree stands and shit like that okay yeah so and it's just you know oh hunting. yeah you have to keep hunting in order to get better shit I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of how life works. That exactly. seems reasonable. Yeah. So uh, there is a really cool thing that they did with this that I thought was pretty decent, which is it actually like focuses on wind direction, uh, sound detection, and sight line. Mm -hmm. So on your little compass, there's a little green like area cone going out from it, mm -hmm. and that's downwind from you. So if there is an animal downwind from you, he can probably smell you. Oh. So it's going to be like, oh, and they're going to take off. Like that sort of thing. So you want to go around where you're upwind from them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they also have noise detection. So you can actually see in the bottom corner how much noise you're making. So if you're full on sprinting, it's just a f like it's the speaker symbol and then just three bars. And it's like you're loud as shit. But if you're like crouching, there's like, you know, a few bars that are up and then it'll like, you know, like it's just telling you, are you making noise? And then sight lines, some animals can see you better. So if you want to like be able to get close enough to shoot them, you actually have to lay down and crawl so oh. they can't see you. That's stealth mode. Kind of yes, full on <laughs> stealth mode. <laughs> so um, I do have a few personal issues with this game. <laughs> so you don't say <laughs> yeah while this game is really just hunting at its core it's kind of buggy the controls are stiff and while they tried for the story it's meh and i also hate the fact that you have to spend actual money to try and hunt turkeys which is like my whole reason for like downloading this game and playing it was for thanksgiving turkey gonna hunt turkeys you gotta spend seven bucks and i'm like what the fuck it's not fair 
So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any it's sense. It's stupid. <laughs> but um yeah, and I couldn't even find one turkey for the majority of my playtime on that reserve and when I did, it just fucking like jumped and glid glided <laughs> away from me. And I was just like nice. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, it literally just like deuces and dipped. It was gone. <laughs> He's motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, like it went into a just a fucking dense forest, and I was just like, I'm not following that. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like it. It's all right for a game, but it could have been so much. Like, there's so much it can refine to make it better. You know. Well, yeah. And before I wrap up. The I want to mention the absolute best way to play this game, and that is with a friend online, because you get moments like me and Harley, where I was tracking a deer for about 600 yards. Okay. I was just going. Like, I was, I shot it. It was, like, I didn't hit anything major. I, like, grazed it, and I was just following it. He thought he followed the correct trail, but I was the one following the blood, and he's just, like, tracks going this way. So... I'm trying to follow this fucking thing. And he comes up. He's about 300 yards behind me, but following the same trail. And then all of a sudden I hear him go, oh! I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, elk. And as the elk was running at him, he pulled out his shotgun and shot it. But its momentum carried it forward and ended up knocking his character out. <laughs> what? Which made him respawn back at the spawn, which was probably fucking five miles away oh, no. five to ten miles it was just poof, he was gone i was like <laughs> and he's just like okay i just got an achievement for killing an animal i was like you killed the elk and he's like yeah and i was like where is it and he's like i don't know <laughs> so i had to try and backtrack to find where he like killed it but i couldn't <laughs> and then he immediately died yeah, he got <laughs> fucked up by a dead elk. <laughs> uh, it was head is the uh, John Travolta gif where he's like from Pulp Fiction. Is oh yeah, where he's looking around. Yeah, that was both of us room. trying to find this fucking elk. Yep. <laughs> like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it was. Can you was imagine so if the fire was turned on on multiplayer? I think it is. We just didn't try, but like. I've accidentally pressed the fire button because, okay, my controller's a little messed up where the left stick doesn't like to, uh, like, Work. register when I click in. So on Call of Duty, I had to switch, like, most of the controls so my right trigger is to aim and my left trigger is to shoot. So I'll just be like, oh, time to bang! Oh, God. <laughs> like, I'll try to aim, but I'll shoot instead. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised I didn't do that to him. I'll just be like, look up... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Literal Pulp Fiction mode. Yeah, yep. literally. You hit a bump. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean I hit a bump? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes. It sucks, but it's one of my favorite scenes. Such a good so, movie. So, it, it really is. Yes. So, to wrap up, this is literally just a hunting game, which is exactly as advertised, but there's nothing else to it besides that. Plus, having to buy most of the reserves kind of sucks, in my opinion. Plus, uh, it's just not super exciting. It's like you're going into the woods, you're trekking, and it's like you're acting as if you're a hunter. And when I play a hunting game, I want it to be more like the arcade style. 
but that's oh, yeah. my personal preference. Um, also, super petty opinion. The title pisses me off. Okay, so it's got The Hunter and then Call of the Wild. The Hunter is one word, and the T in the isn't capitalized, but the H in Hunter is. And then the entire subtitle is capitalized, every letter. And in a different font. And I'm just like, The Hunter. Call of the Wild! It's like, what the (laughs) fuck is this bullshit? As someone with a minor in English... It pissed me off so much. Like, I was just sitting there talking to Harley what was wrong with the game, and I was just like, I mean, it takes forever to try and find an animal, which makes sense, but, eh. and, like, it looks stupid when you're trying to jump. Like, if you're seeing the other person while he's trying to jump, no bending of the legs. He just, boing, and (laughs) it's stupid. And then I'm just sitting there, and I was just like, and fuck this title! (laughs) So... Uh, I, I I was going to give this a 5 out of 10, very basic, but because you have to spend actual money to hunt turkey and the title sucks, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. Oh, fuck this game! <laughs> I still have it downloaded. I'm going to play it, but fuck it. <laughs> I spent $7 to hunt turkey. I'm going to kill one, and then I'll uninstall it. <laughs> it's true Tyler fashion when he absolutely hates something. Yeah. He's going to get that achievement that he's like, I need to finish this and then be like, fuck this game. (laughs) Never again. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's the game. (laughs) So. He's so angry. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you both for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It was, I was so excited for this. Like I said. Oh yeah. And it's just, it was awesome. I had fun. Yeah. You guys. Again, where can they find you guys? Do you, oh, do you want me to? No, you're fine. Do you want me to do the socials? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. So, again, we are Taboos Podcast. Uh, that is T A B O O Z E because we talk about taboo culture and drink, and I'm punny. Oh, yeah. So, if you liked my dad jokes, there are more of them, and you guys didn't so really many. get to hear Allie. Just absolutely in disdain over my jokes, but that's real. It's so good. (laughs) That's a real part of our show. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at TA. Nope. At Taboos the Pod. We are also on Instagram at Taboos the Pod. We are just Taboos on Facebook. uh, And we are on all major streaming platforms. So you are welcome to come check us out. And I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah. 900%. Also, thank you guys. Oh, that means so much to us. (laughs) I am a fucking idiot, and Canada is the birthplace of hockey. I just had to clarify. (laughs) I I Googled it too, and I was like, is she going to say it or am I going to beat it? Oh, that's (laughs) funny. I forgot about that. Like, what the hell am I thinking of? And then I was like, I'm clearly on crack, so. Please. Allie's really? never one to not admit that she's wrong, especially about something that is so easily Googled because she's the Googler. The Googler. Yeah, I don't oh. know. Are you thinking of curling? I don't know. I feel like it's I... a really big sport in Canada, but it started in the US in a really obscure town. I have sure. no idea. I just fucking drug wear a hell of a drug, so. <laughs> 
true. <laughs> Good oh, statement. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, let's see. You can also follow our social media. Like, and obviously, uh, you should. Yeah, oh, if you're geez. not already there. Yeah. Uh, which is the Instagram at Page and Buttons Podcast. Twitter at Turn and Mash Pod. <laughs> Facebook. Page Turners and Button Mashers Podcast. Are you okay? I, I, I had a stroke <laughs> when saying Twitter. Tweeter. Uh, um, you can email us. At PageAndButtonsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, God, we have merch. <laughs> I'm struggling, guys. It's going to be on Public, and you can probably look for us, but I will put it in the link for the link tree. Yeah, well, just all of our shit's in our link tree. Click that and you can find all of it. All of it everywhere all yeah. the things all the things all the things and uh taboos and us are always interacting so if yes. we're tagged in one thing they're going to be tagged in another <laughs> yeah work. true that <laughs> cheers uh, to our podcast family Pink. absolutely <laughs> so with that i'm tyler and nikki i'm Allie. i'm celeste <laughs> Train wreck and keep on turning those pages and mashing those buttons because fuck twisting that up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>